We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's February 8th, it is 2023. We have nine NBA games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Eyes819, Keith Eister. What's happening, my friend? Not too much. Uh, just watching Cam Thomas do it yet again. Three 40 <laughs> pieces in a row, man. Goes from like not even in the rotation to one of the best scorers in the NBA, apparently. Just phenomenal stuff from that guy. Minutes equal opportunity, right? We talk about it all the time. Um, I mean, these players, that's the only time they have something to prove. I mean, like he, him and, I, you know, Claxton had a good game too. And that game went into overtime, right? Um, did um, it go into overtime? Pretty sure I don't it did. Think it, it was close, but I don't think it did end up going into overtime. Well, I mean, Claxton played, I think, 45 minutes. So I think it would have to have gone into overtime. Did it? Am I wrong? I thought it went in overtime. I might be wrong. I'm not seeing that. Oh, he just played a gazillion minutes. 45 minutes for Claxton? That's insane. On the second end of a bat. Is that a typo error or something? Like No, it, it did. Yeah, Thomas played 51. <laughs> yeah, it has to. Be, yeah, yeah. It had to have gone in overtime or something, right? Now I'm yeah. so confused. I'm looking it up. Yeah. Now, now, look, here we go. Good start to the podcast. Um, <laughs> I just I saw his minutes, and I just assumed it went into overtime. Um, man, it's showing that it didn't go into overtime, but that makes no sense. Yeah, that's impossible. There are um, 51 total minutes is more than regulation. Um, All right. DK so Live is wrong. Kings, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the DraftKings app is wrong. So that's what I always check scores with. So it's wrong. Thomas played 39 minutes. Claxton played 33 minutes. So um, yeah. there you go. There you go. <laughs> good start. Good start. Good, um, good old DK live. Can't always. Yeah, listen, it. not my fault. <laughs> I'll say it. Not my fault this time. Um, nine games. Interesting slate on this Wednesday. We've had a nice little week. You know, we had eight, six, nine t- 
tomorrow there's like four. You're joining me tomorrow. We'll probably do some NBA and we're going to talk um, some Super Bowl, some Super Bowl bets, all that kind of fun stuff. So, but yeah, so let's get into it. Nine game slate. What's up, YouTube? Hope everyone's having a fantastic Tuesday night. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page. We're almost at 200 subscribers. Like, I don't think that's too bad. I think we've been doing this for about a month now. So if you haven't already, subscribe. Hit that like button. Help us out. Let's let's grow the Morning Grind YouTube, and we'll have some more fun interactions You know, as the season, especially baseball. Baseball, I feel like we're going to have a ton of fun in baseball because not as much changes from the night before to the day of, depending on weather and um, pitching. So we get started with Detroit at Cleveland. What a way to get started on this wonderful <laughs> podcast. Two 22.5 total. The Cavs are a 12.5 point favorites in this one. On the Cavs side, they're healthy. They're good to go. On the Detroit side, Bagley and Cunningham remain out. So we'll go Detroit first. One of, if not the toughest matchup in the NBA is facing Cleveland at home. Um, and Detroit is just not a very sound team in general. The minutes are kind of all over the place. What are your thoughts here on Detroit? Yeah, not not a ton of interest. Um, you mentioned the tough matchup, and their rotation is so spread out. They play a bunch of guys. They'll go 11 or 12 deep in their rotation. So nobody gets up into the upper 30s in minutes. Um, I just I don't have a ton of interest here. Like Isaiah Stewart has been starting alongside Duran. Um, so that kind of takes Sadiq Bay out of play. Like Bay is still playing the minutes, um, but this matchup is it's just tough. Um, Bogdanovich is appropriately priced at 6,500, throwing the tough matchup, maybe a little bit overpriced. Like, I just I don't have hardly any interest in targeting Detroit here at all. I got nothing. It's a nine game yeah. slate. This isn't a four, five, six game slate. I think even on a five or six game slate, I'd have a tough time playing Detroit in this matchup. So, I mean, in a large field tournament only, maybe you could take a shot on Isaiah Stewart. The minutes are, you know, creeping back to where you kind of want him to be. He's really the only guy. And I really need him to have like the 35 minute type of game. And I mean, if it stays close, it's the potential is there, but. I struggle even on the Cleveland side of this game to have a ton of exposure to Cleveland because Garland is kind of priced up now at 8,300 with Mitchell back. I just don't know if he has that like 60 plus point upside with Mitchell on the floor. Mitchell has kind of taken a back seat scoring wise here recently. Um, you know, we haven't seen him have a 20 shot game since January 24th. So he's been in and out of the lineup. Don't get me wrong, but it's like five or six games since that's happened. So, I struggle with Cleveland. I mean, it's a it's a fantastic matchup for Mobley and Allen, but they're kind of priced where they should be. I mean, they're definitely in play for me. I just don't know how many like how many teams I get to them. This is one of the standalone like seven o'clock games. There's two of them: Washington and Cleveland. Uh, the two games that are seven o'clock games. So I might just leave some roster spots open and hope this game doesn't go bonkers. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I think I think like Mobley and Allen are priced fine. Good matchup, like you mentioned, but. I think I'd rather just leave some roster spots and see what shakes out um, throughout the rest of the slate. Mitchell is tough playing alongside Garland. Like you said, Garland's been doing a lot of scoring here recently. Um, with everybody healthy here, it's it's tough. Um, you have blowout risk as well to add in there. So I'm kind of with you. I, I will have a little exposure to Mobley and Allen probably. Um, not interested too much in Mitchell and Garland, but overall um, mostly fading this game. Yeah, I mean, there's just nothing like jumping off the page at me in this game. It's a fantastic matchup for Cleveland, but Cleveland's one of the best defensive teams in the league. Detroit is one of the worst offensive teams in the league. So when you add all that like together, like we're looking at, you know, Detroit offensive rating, they're 27th against the number one team in defensive rating. It just doesn't add up. It doesn't add up for this game to have a ton of exposure um, unless some people get rolled out. But I, I mean, night before not having anybody on the injury report, I think we're pretty safe on that end. We, uh, we move on. We got Charlotte at Washington. No total in this game waiting on a little bit of news here on the Charlotte side, Martin and Ubre are out on the Washington side. This is why we don't have a line Bradley Beal and Kyle Kuzma are both questionable. 
So we'll see where they stand. Um, Kuzma didn't practice Wednesday from what I was reading. I really doubt that he won't play. Beal did practice on Tuesday. I think there's a better chance for Beal to play than there is for Kuzma to play. We'll go Charlotte first. What are your thoughts here on the Hornets? Another team that's getting healthier. It's still without Ubre, um, but Lamelo is priced way up. I think you can play Lamelo. There's still some ceiling, but he's over 10K at 10-1. Um, good matchup against Washington. I just don't know that I'm going to prioritize spending on Lamelo. Um, I think my favorite play from Charlotte would be Mason Plumley at 6,600. He's been playing really well. Um, he's on the trade block. I think they probably give him a little run here to showcase him a little bit. Been playing well. Um, great matchup against Washington, who has struggled against centers. Uh, so I think if I'm going Charlotte, I, uh, Plumley would be my favorite play. Hayward's still on a little bit of a minutes restriction. He did get up to 31, so it seems like they're loosening the strings on that a little bit, but he just he hasn't been good in his minutes anyway. So he's really cheap at 4,900, but I'm not sure that I can do that until he starts playing a little better. Rozier with LaMelo back, it's always tough for me to play Rozier. Um, so I think it's LaMelo and Plumlee is going to be my my primary Charlotte exposure. It's kind of where I'm at. Um, I have a ton of interest in LaMelo in large field tournaments because we're going to get to the other side of this game. And depending on like who plays and who doesn't play, I have some interest in Washington. So I think like just paying up for the stud on the other side and just saying, Hey, I'm just going to play. I'm going to play the stud. I'm going to hope LaMelo has one of those types of games and I'm going to move on. Um, I don't love Plumlee in this spot, but Washington has been a little, little bit like worse against centers here recently. Um, so I don't necessarily hate it. I really like the price on Gordon Hayward. He hasn't been playing great recently, but I think this is a good matchup for him. Um, went for 34 fantasy points against this team earlier this season. The minutes are there. Like in a close game, Gordon Hayward will play 30 plus minutes. I don't think it'd be like 35, but I, you know, at 30, 30 minutes at 4,900, I think that's enough. Um, especially if Beal ends up sitting too. I think Hayward's definitely in play here. Then going over to the Washington side, again, I think Kuzma sits. I think Beal plays. That's my thought process going in. I think that, obviously, that helps Denny a lot. He's 5,700 now. They have priced him up to the point where it's not like a plug-and-play. Porzingis is someone that has massive amount of upside. This team struggled a ton last time out. The flip side of that is that was against Cleveland, the number one defense in the NBA. We just got done talking about this. This is a much different matchup going up against Washington. They're very middle of the road. They sh- or Charlotte, Charlotte, um, very middle of the road ish team. I mean, they're I mean they're twenty fifth in defensive rating now. They've dropped a lot, so yeah. they're so bad against like bigs that Porzingis, if Kuzma doesn't play and Gafford, both could have field days in this game. Yeah, I'm looking at the big men also. Um, Abdi has been playing the minutes, but that price is now creeping up. Um, Gafford's price is coming up a little bit too, but like he should see mid-20s minutes here. Um, and the matchup against Charlotte is phenomenal for bigs. Um, so I do like Gafford, even though he's priced up a little bit too. Porzingis, if you can get up there. like Stacking LaMelo and Porzingis is pretty tough. Um, so like going down to Gafford to save you some money if you're playing LaMelo on the other side, I think makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, that, that's really about it for Washington. Um, if Beal plays, he's really cheap at 7,400, but just dealing with this injury, I don't know. He, and he's not seeing a ton of minutes either. Like he's been in the 30 to 32 minute range is kind of his ceiling. Um, but price at 7,400 and a great matchup. I, I wouldn't hate taking some shots on Beal. I mean, the minutes, if he, if we knew that he was going to play 30 and like he came back, and he was playing 28, 29, 30 minutes. I think 30 minutes of 7,400 against Charlotte's enough. Um, So if he's good to go, I think he's good to go. But, I mean, this foot thing seems like it's been bugging him for more multiple seasons. So, I don't know. I always worry that, like, he, he gets, like, pain in the first half and he doesn't play the second half type of thing. But, I mean, I definitely wouldn't play Beal in cash games. Not that I play cash games. Um, but yeah, I love 
I love this spot for Porzingis. I think Porzingis smashes here. I think he has a really good game. And I think, I hope, I don't know if I think, but I hope that Washington is just kind of overlooked because of just how much they struggled the other night. Um, it was a completely different game. Philadelphia at Boston. No total out for this game yet. Um, I was looking through the injury report and bead questionable, I guess is why we don't have the injury report, but, or the line Brown's probable Gallinari's out. Um, Cornette's probable smarts out. So, I mean, it, I really think the line's just not posted because of Embiid. books are being kind of safe on it. I think Boston wins regardless, but I mean, that's my own personal opinion. Go Philadelphia first. Um, I mean, if Embiid plays, he's 11-5. It's not the greatest matchup. It's not the worst matchup. I think the price probably keeps me off of Embiid. If Embiid sits, I like Harden. I kind of like Harden, even if Embiid plays. I think this is a game that if it stays really close and it's a very competitive game, Harden's going to need a big game in this one. So I think he's a really fantastic like tournament pivot off of some of the chalkier, um, expensive guys. What are your thoughts here on Philadelphia? Yeah, Embiid's been playing through the questionable tag, so I assume that he goes here in a, I mean, matchup of two good Eastern Conference teams. Um, that I'm struggling with the price as well. Uh, 11-5 is, is tough uh, against Boston, who now has Robert Williams back on the other side. Um, their defense should be on the way back being one of the best in the league. Um, it, it, they're still sitting at four right now and that's without Robert Williams for, for most of the season. So tough matchup here for Philly. Um, don't mind the Harden call. I, like, I think it's going to be a pretty competitive game. So there's, there's certainly a chance that these guys could play big minutes and one of them could, could absolutely get there. Um, I like saving the money down to Harden as well. So with you there, probably don't get to maxi. Um, 5,500, a guy that shoots a bunch, uh, has been playing off the bench, but probably not the matchup to, to try to find the big ceiling game for him. That's, that's about it. Unless Embiid were to sit. And then I think you could take a look at, at Harrell or, um, Paul Reed, depending on who jumps into the starting lineup. But I, I kind of expect Embiid to play here. I think he plays too. Um, which, I mean, all these secondary pieces, I think, are just, like, non-playable for me when Embiid is out there. Um, I like, like I said, I like Harden as a tournament option. I think this is a game that Harden gets up for. I mean, he put up 56 fantasy points against Boston earlier this season, so the upside is certainly there. On the Boston side of things, um, I mean, Brown being expected to play 8,700 is somewhat interesting in this matchup. Um Someone we've talked about a lot this week has been Robert Williams. The minutes have kind of the restriction has come off and the minutes have been fantastic and he's been absolutely crushing 6,100 against Embiid. I worry about foul trouble for Robert Williams in this game. Um, So I don't know if I necessarily get to playing a lot of Robert Williams here. Um, Brogdon white, these guys, I just, I think it's Brown or Tatum. If I'm playing Boston, I think this is a game I want to pay up for studs. Um, Brogdon being 6,300 and White playing well recently has me I just these guys are both 6K. I just I can't trust either one of these guys at these prices. I can't trust the minutes for either one of them either. Uh, what are your thoughts on Boston? Yeah, I'm with you on the secondary pieces. There's not even a, like Smart is probably going to be out again. Um, said that he was without a timetable. So I think you could take a look at White or Brogdon, but it's just, it's not comfortable in this matchup. Price has been rising. Like Smart's been out for a good while now. Um, Pricing is kind of adjusted on those guys. Um, It's probably just Tatum for me. Maybe a little bit of Brown. Like Brown's price tag, Brown isn't a guy that I play a ton because he's usually around 9A and I just prefer to get up to to Tatum, but he is down at 8,700. So despite the tough matchup, I I don't hate Jalen Brown. Tatum with the ceiling, I, you can always play him in any matchup, uh, in a, especially in a game we expect to be competitive throughout. He's a guy that can play close to 40 minutes. So certainly don't mind Tatum. Kind of with you, I, like not touching Robert Williams, really tough matchup here. Price is coming up. So probably just Tatum and Brown for me as well here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I want to, like, this game I feel like has a ton of potential to just be like a really good basketball game. And like anytime the, these types of games are on the slate, like I want to have exposure to them. It's just you're paying up for this game. I mean, the guys you want to play in this game, you're paying up for. So Indiana at Miami, 222 and a half total in this one. Heat, a seven point favorite on the Indiana side. Duarte is questionable on the Miami side. Kyle Lowry, Victor Oladipo. Duncan Robinson out, Yurt Seven out as well. We'll go the Pacers first here. I mean, Halliburton, 9,500. He's obviously the guy that has the ball in his hand a ton here uh, for the Pacers. We've seen definitely a downtick for like TJ McCollum and Buddy Heald, you know, since Halliburton has come back. You know, what are we doing with the Pacers in a tough matchup here against Miami? Yeah, tough matchup, like you said. Uh, but I do have a lot of interest in the Miami side, so I probably w- want to run back. Um, Halliburton is the guy I think you look to do that with. Um, no Kyle Lowry defense on the other side should help him. He's been seeing minutes since he's returned from his injury. He's been up to 36, has played over 30 in all three of them, um, and we've seen him just do a, a ton for this team, like really strong assist rate. Uh, been scoring a lot of points. So despite the tough matchup, tough price tag at 9,500. Uh, but as long as he can play mid thirties minutes, I, I think Halliburton's the target here. I don't mind somebody like Matherin. Um, what's the, is Duarte still out again? Like, can we get, to... yes. Yeah. No, questionable. questionable. For, yep. Questionable yep. for Wednesday. So if Duarte's out, maybe we can take a look at somebody like Nemhard. Um, but I probably don't mess around with the secondary stuff on, on Indiana too much. Don't like the matchup for Miles Turner with Bam on the other side. So probably just Halliburton for me. And I don't even know how much Halliburton I would get to at 9,500 in this game. You know, Turner has been playing fantastic, but I mean, one of the toughest matchups um, for centers in the league, Miami allows the least amount of fantasy points per game to opposing centers. So tough matchup for Turner. I just man, I just struggle with this game. This is another one of those games where I don't necessarily think I'm going to cross it off, but it's it's one of those games where I, I probably end up not playing a ton of players from this game. I mean, the Miami Heat plays so slow, and I know Indiana will try to push the pace. They're a top five team in pace, so maybe I'm looking at like some Miami guys in this game, like a Butler or a Hero who could potentially benefit from a faster pace game. And like maybe even a guy like Cody Martin with Oladipo and Lowry out, Cody Martin getting like 30 minutes in a, in a pace up type of spot at 4,800. Maybe that's who I'm looking at. Like maybe Gabe Vincent with these guys out at 4,300. Like these are the guys I think I, I have interest in, in this game. Maybe I'm just looking for some value here with Miami. I, I am very interested in Jimmy Butler. I think this is a good spot for him. I buried the um, lead. Yeah, eighty one hundred. Like he's been really cheap, and the price is now starting to adjust, but it's still not quite high enough. Eighty one hundred, I think, is a really solid price for for Jimmy Butler. Uh, Bam's been playing really well at eighty nine hundred, but I do prefer the matchup, the pace, uh, like in a pace up type game. I think Butler is, is the guy I prefer. Um, Hero without Lowry should handle the ball a bunch here. Jimmy will do that a little bit too. 
Um, but he's up to 7,500. He's still playable at that price. Uh, he's been over 40 DK points in each of his last two. Played 38 and 40 minutes. So there's still room left um, on Hero at 7,500. But when like he's only 600 less than Butler, I probably just try to get to Butler as much as pop- possible here. Um, don't mind the Martin call. His price has come up a little bit too, but we know he's going to play 30 minutes. Good matchup. Um, Vincent in play as well. So I'm, I'm pretty interested in this Miami team because the matchup against Indiana is fantastic. They're missing a couple of pieces. None are that are, that are like massively impactful, but I think that it just gives the other guys a, a little extra ceiling. And then price on Jimmy Butler is, is very attractive. Yeah, I mean, Butler is in a fantastic spot. Definitely bear the lead. Thanks, Keith. Um, keeping me in check here. Um, <laughs> yeah, interesting. We're moving on. San Antonio at Toronto. This game is currently at a 234 total, and the Raptors are a 10.5 point favorite. On the San Antonio side of things, Keldon Johnson is questionable. Trey Jones is questionable. Sokan is doubtful. Vassal is out. And then on the Raptor side, OG is out. Porter Jr. is out. We'll go San Antonio first. We've definitely played some of these value guys here over the last week, week and a half. Um, Branham, now he's 5K. Like, this is a guy that, like, we started playing him, was it Friday? Monday or Friday? Like, and he was, like, 32, 3,600 or something. And now, like, we're at 5K. Price tags getting up there a little bit. Josh Richardson, 56. Another guy that was like mid fours when we started playing him. So it's not like we're getting the San Antonio guys at a discount anymore. What are your thoughts here on the Spurs? Yeah, this this Spurs team is is a mess with all their injuries. Like the injury report is filled. Um, so several guys have missed time over the last couple weeks. Pricing has adjusted. I don't love the matchup against Toronto, who plays at a very slow pace. They haven't been as good defensively, especially since OG Ananobi went out. So I don't necessarily hate the matchup, but I don't really like the pricing on the Spurs. Um, Brandon at 5K, like there's just not much left there. He's been running the point with Trey Jones out. Um, I don't know. Like he's okay, but I just, there's not much ceiling left at 5k. Same with Josh Richardson, not a big time ceiling guy anyway. Now that he's up to 5,600, probably can't go there. I guess Pirtle at 6,100 would be the option here for the Spurs. Keldon at 69 is okay, but I I think I'd prefer Pirtle with the matchup against um, Achua on the other side. Maybe Bates Diop at 4,600 if, if he starts again, but there's nothing really that's Yeah. Yeah. If Keldon sits, uh, Bates, you got play big time minutes, but yeah, I don't Stanley Johnson is really cheap again. He's been a guy who's seeing run with Sohan and <laughs> Vassal out, but yeah, it's not a comfortable thing. Um, he did play 29 minutes the other day, still only had 24, uh, DK points. <laughs> I think there's going to be better, better use, um, better value on the slate, but I don't know. You, you, there's some things to target here on San Antonio, but pricing is kind of adjusting on them. We make the joke all the time that just fading San Antonio has been plus money for you um, this year. But recently, the value has been nice. I mean, these guys are just priced up now. So I could definitely see... Uh, if the game gets out of hand, I don't think Branham comes out. So like, if you want to take shots on Malachi, I think he's probably my favorite of the bunch. That's not saying much. It's not saying much. On the Toronto side, I mean, Siakam, Van Vliet, Barnes, like these guys smash in this spot. This is one of the best spots in the NBA. We talk about it every single time. They're on the slate. You want to target San Antonio. It's just the Toronto side of this game is fantastic if San Antonio can keep it close, which they, I mean, for some reason they do for the first half, it seems like, but the pricing, the pricing is so up there yeah. that it's really tough with everyone healthy here. I mean, my favorite play from Toronto, like realistically, might be Gary Trent Jr. at sixty one hundred, just because he's like the cheapest guy that's going to put up, you know, double digit shot attempts. Yeah, I mean, you have to have interest in this Toronto team. Their rotation is super condensed. They're all going to play big minutes, and it's the one of the best batch, matchups in basketball. 
the price tag on Van Vliet and Barnes in particular was pretty shocking. Uh, 9,100 for Van Vliet. He could go for 50 fantasy points here. Certainly. It's a fantastic matchup. Um, I just don't know if he does it often enough to justify paying 9,100 for that reason. I think Siakam gets there more often um, and he's only 300 more. So I probably prefer Siakam. Although Van Vliet has been the one playing better of late. Um, I don't, I'm kind of with you. I'm thinking about paying down like Gary Trent at 6,100. I don't hate, um, and precious Achua has been playing a good amount here without Ananobi as well. 5,800 for him. Um, I think those are the two I'd look to first. Certainly don't mind one of the studs, just not sure how much I'm getting them. Um, I don't know. We'll have, we'll have to see what else shakes out, but like I see Occam over Van Vliet lately. But you have to have a little exposure to both, I think. Like, one of them is more than likely paying off their price tonight. Sacramento at Houston, yes. 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 Yep. <laughs> 241 total <laughs> in this one. Kings, an eight-point favorite. I could say yes again. Um, on the Houston side of things, Kevin Porter Jr. remains out. Kings are good to go. They're healthy here. Um We'll start with Sacramento. I have a ton of interest in the Houston side of this game. I think a lot of people will have a ton of use, like ton of interest in the Houston side of this game with me. These guys just played. They scored 260 points. Um, <laughs> like, all right, sign me up, Keith. Yeah. What do we got here for the Kings? Yeah, um, I played a ton of Sabonis. I thought Fox coming back wouldn't affect him that much. Um, he still had 10 assists in that game. He just didn't quite get the points that I thought he would be able to get on this Houston team. He finished with 17, 7, and 10. So he he did okay, but he didn't quite pay off the price tag. I think I'm going right back to him. Um, like He just has monster upside in this matchup against Houston. I believe he dropped 70 fantasy points on them earlier in the season. Yeah, 73. I just saw it in the game log. Um like this is just a great spot for Sabonis. Him failing like, in the, yep, not, I don't want to interrupt you, but like Keegan Murray shot lights out the other night. Like, yes, he, he did. <laughs> he and he had been really struggling. That Sabonis, like Sabonis didn't get there because Keegan Murray just couldn't miss. I think yes. he had like eight three pointers. Like so to add on to your point of like Sabonis, like this is an excellent spot to be like, oh well, he only did this, and you know, Keegan Murray went for 46. Keegan Murray was like two for 13 or it was it's like two for 21 or something like that going into the other night and just shot absolute lights out uh, so temper your expectations go back listen to keith keith is right go back to the well here on sabonis keep going i'm sorry yeah i mean that just hammers the point home so thank you um fantastic matchup for sabonis he'll be one of my highest on guys on the slate i think um i don't mind fox playing them together is is tough because they're both priced up um like when fox was low 8ks i think you could play them together but i probably won't do that here even though i love the game it's possible for both of them to get there just not sure i want to allocate that much salary um, but i will have some exposure to fox in non-sabonis lineups i'm with you like i don't think keegan murray is shooting the lights out again should he he could okay and pay off the price tag i'm just a little bit concerned about ceiling the price on Monk and the situation with Kevin Herter is has been something I've been flip-flopping on a little bit too. It's just a situation I might avoid until they, they figure out what they're going to do there. Like if, if I knew one of them was going to play 28 minutes, I would have a ton of interest in that guy. It's just too hard to predict if it's going to be Herter, if it's going to be Monk, and there doesn't seem to be much of a pattern to it. So um, Harrison Barnes at 5,600 I think is totally fine, but I probably stay away from, from Herter and Monk. I mean, with Herter and Monk being 53 and 54, just pay the extra 100 or $200 for Keegan Murray. You know that his role is really is secure right now. I mean, even the nights that he was not shooting the ball well, he was still getting 25-plus minutes, and you just can't say the same about these guys, the other two guys. So I think it's easily Sabonis as number one for me on the Kings. Um, yep. I, I love this spot for him, so... And the Houston side, I, I mean, I talked about this in depth the other day uh, when we were talking about Houston, Sacramento. I love Jalen Green. I think this is another spot that you just load up on Jalen Green. What are your thoughts here on Houston? 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. Jalen Green's the primary target here. Shen Goon has just fallen off a little bit now that he's priced up there closer to where his production has been without KPJ. It's like it's just harder for him to pay that off. Certainly still has the upside. We just haven't seen it as often. Um, so I'd probably stay away from Shingun as long as he's he's up there in price. I think the other guy you can look at is Eric Gordon. He's been playing really well without KPJ. Um, obviously, Jalen Green was out there, was out for a couple of those games as well when he was scoring like 25 and 28 points. Um, but he did have 16 points, put up 34 fantasy points in this matchup um, last week or over the weekend. Um, so you can certainly go right back to Eric Gordon, 5,400. He's going to play 30 minutes. You know that. Um, fantastic matchup. And then Jabari Smith, 5,200 is, is okay. Um, but I, I definitely go Gordon over over Jabari there. Yeah. Gosh, I love, man. I, I, I think Houston's such an interesting team because, I, I mean, like Eric Gordon is still underpriced. You know, yeah. for his current role that he's playing right now, he's still underpriced. And like KJ Martin is someone that can go for like 30, 30 to 35, and he's someone that's still under 6K. So, I mean, this game just overall, if you're not paying up for like Sangoon, which I, he, his production has kind of been all over the place with Jalen Green back. If you're not paying up for him, I mean, the rest of these guys are somewhat cheap. You know, Jalen Green, 6,800. He's someone that has the capability of putting up 50-plus fantasy points at 68. And, again, KJ and Eric Gordon, they are both very, um, you know, solid upside guys. I, Easton is someone that, like, he's going to have these good games from time to time, and he's going to have those games where, you know, in 20 minutes he puts up 40 fantasy points. It's just his minutes are just so inconsistent. So, large field tournament play only on Easton. But if you're running, like, 150, I mean, definitely have to have Easton in your pool. He's a guy that could break a slate. All right, Minnesota at Utah. Got the Jazz and the Timberwolves. No total in this game. Waiting on some injury injury news on this one. Minnesota second end of a back-to-back. Utah Jazz will be without... Um, oh, Jared Vanderbilt upgraded to questionable. So we'll see if he plays or not. Um, Kyle Anderson did not play on Tuesday with back spasms. So we'll see if he's back in the lineup or not. And if Minnesota gives anybody a day off, I think the only person that could potentially be questionable here is Rudy Gobert, just because he's been in and out of the lineup here recently. Um, what are your thoughts on Minnesota? Yeah, you have to have interest in the front court here for Minnesota with the amount of points Utah allows in the paint. Um, Gobert 6,700. I don't, I don't hate that if he plays. Um, I agree. He's going to be on the injury report. Good chance or somewhat of a chance at least that he does sit on the back-to-back. Um, Nas Reed actually jumped into the starting lineup, which was kind of unexpected for Kyle Anderson on Tuesday night. Um, they are absolutely shellacked. I was just, just looking to see how that game was going. Um, not well for Minnesota. They're down by 36 uh, at, at the end of the third quarter. So um, doesn't like it's a back to back, but I'm guessing the starters aren't going to get much more run. Um, so it's going to be a light back to back, I suppose. I like Nas Reed, if he's in the starting lineup again, is going to be one of the better plays on the slate here at 4,700. Um, like I think I'm, I'm just value hunting on these big guys. I think. Um, Torian Prince has been playing some minutes. He's only 3,300. Don't mind that. Um, Jaden Mills at uh, 4,500 is in play. Like just with Utah on the other side, I'm I'm heavy, heavily interested in Minnesota. I'm not sure how much I'm paying up for Edwards um, or Russell, but I think like the the low range, the value pieces here, I think are super interesting. Yeah, just. I don't know, man. You like Minnesota. I, I really like Gobert in this game, assuming he plays and everything's good. I think he crushes in this game. Utah, I mean, just ever since Gobert moved on from Utah, um, they they can't stop bigs. And, you know, I think this is a spot where if the minutes are there, I think Gobert um, – and I think it also helps that they got blown out on Tuesday night. So – Love this spot. Um, Utah is one of the like toughest back-to-backs, Denver and Utah. We talk about it all the time. Um, yeah. 
going into Utah is one of the toughest back-to-backs. Denver is the hardest back-to-back uh, with altitude changes and stuff. Um, so there is that. So maybe that is one thing to just kind of note, at least here for Minnesota. Utah is a great target. They're, they're a team that I love to target um, against. On the playing side of them, like I love marketing. This guy, the ceiling is there. He has these games where puts up 50-plus fantasy points. Um, Clarkson just he doesn't have that like ceiling this year, it feels like, man. Like I, I just – I struggle to play him. Conley's priced up now. I think on the Utah side of things, like it's marketing, and in large field tournaments, it might even be like some Kelly O. Um, but I'm not like super excited to take shots on him. I just – he's someone that I would have in my pool. Yeah, Markkinen's price has come up a little bit too. Um, yeah, he he was under nine k last week, but he's he's back up to ninety three hundred. Like you said, though, he he does still have the upside to pay that off. Uh, Minnesota is definitely a, a, a pace up spot for them as well. So I do have some interest here. I think Markkinen is the guy. Kessler is in play at fifty seven hundred, um, especially if Gobert sits. Gobert sits. I I have a ton of interest in Kessler. Um, just I don't have near as much respect for the defense of Nas Reed or Nathan Rat- Nathan Knight um, or Luca Garza, like whoever's playing center for Minnesota. Um, Kessler should be able to get over on and have plenty of opportunity for rebounds. Don't mind the Kelly O call. He's still cheap um, as he's working his way back. He's been playing solid minutes to 30 and 28 in his last two. Um, it, I believe Vanderbilt did miss both of those games. So if Vanderbilt does play in this, which I don't think he will, um, he's squarely on the trade block. I think they're kind of just holding him out for a trade. Um, but as long as Vanderbilt sits again, I, I like the Kelly O'Call a lot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dallas at LA taking on the Clippers. No total in this game. Um, I mean, I don't know why there's not a total in this game. I guess, like, Luca already ruled out. Nick Lucina is questionable. Keebler is out. Bertans is out. John Wall is out for the Clippers. I think it all kind of depends on Kyrie, but I mean, everything I've read says he's expected to play, so I don't know why there's not a total out in this game yet, but hey, is what it is, right? We'll go Dallas first. I mean, (laughs) Ah, Kyrie (laughs) 10-6. Gosh. What do we expect? Like, okay, so Christian Wood. We'll start with Christian Wood really quick. Christian Wood, 19 minutes in his return the other night. I think they're easy with him until after the All-Star break, at least, so I'm not necessarily wanting to play Christian Wood. We saw a huge game the other night from Jaden Hardy. He was super aggressive. He had three-pointers. He went to the free throw. I think he shot nine for nine from the three free throw line. I don't know if I could trust that with Kyrie potentially playing, but, I mean, the minutes should still be there with these guys out. Bullock's going to play 30, probably 33-plus minutes in this game. Um my biggest question is, do we just do we pull the trigger on Kyrie here or not? I think is where we should start. Yeah, it, it's tough. I'm because of the matchup, I'm leaning wait and see. Like the Clippers with Kawhi and PG both in are a really solid defensive team. Like theoretically, there's a ton of usage to go around with Luca out, right? Uh, in DFS and Dinwiddie, obviously, were traded in the Kyrie trade. So like it could be the Kyrie show here, especially if Christian Wood is um, not available to play full minutes. Um, that burned me the other day. I thought they were going to be a little bit more aggressive bringing him back. Only seeing 19 minutes, a little bit of that was blowout related, I think. Um, I, I could see him playing upper 20s minutes in this one. But yeah, probably not quite full, like 32, 34 minutes for Christian Wood here. Which means Kyrie might be more in play. Like I, I lean 
to fading Kyrie. I'll have to see where the ownership in is. If he's picking up ownership at all, I think I end up underweight on him. Um, it just I want to see what it like the chemistry with Dallas. Obviously, a, an entirely new situation here. Um, so I probably take the wait and see approach. I do think there's plenty of minutes still available for Jaden Hardy. He's a guy who has a ton of usage, even in the little time that he plays, um, even like in games, he's had massive usage rates all year long. A guy that scored a ton of points in the G league as well. So Jaden Hardy at 4,200, even if he's only going to see like 22 minutes, I would still have big time interest in that. Um, Bullock at, at 4,600, I think is playable. Um, like you need him to make a couple of threes to get you there, but he he does have some upside. There's a lot of shots to go around, especially if Kyrie's not going to take on like that Luca Dinwiddie role. Like when when Luca was out and Dinwiddie was on the team, we saw Dinwiddie get usage rates of like 35%. I'm not sure that we see that from Kyrie here. Um, so there should be plenty of shots to go around for the secondary guys as well. Um, Josh Green, Reggie Bullock, Jaden Hardy, all all in play for sure. I think you nailed it with the let's see what his ownership looks like. I, I think yeah. that's the the biggest thing when it comes to Kyrie. Is he 35% or is he 10? Are people taking the wait and see approach? Is there a, a minutes limit that we're going to see? Like, I don't think so, but um, I mean, Dallas, Dallas went out to get him to do his thing, right? I mean, at the end of the day, but they went out and got him. So, with Luca out here, why not let him do his thing? Um, I mean, the West is so close that every game matters. And when you're looking at like, we're I'm not necessarily looking at standings yet because it's still kind of early. But I mean, anytime you have two Western teams both kind of in that like four to nine range in standings, like you 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 want to win those games. So I think Kyrie does his thing in this game. It's just if he's going to be 35% owned, I just don't know if I can do it. But on the flip side of that is like, this could be a spot. He comes out and he proves something. So, you know, does he put up 25 shots? You know, he has triple double upside. So more double double upside because of his rebounding. But yeah, I mean, we have to see what happens with his ownership here on the Clippers side. I really, really like this spot for Kawhi. Um, I think Kawhi is in a fantastic spot here at 9,700. I think he's someone that could go for 60-plus fantasy points in this game. Love this spot for him. He had, a, I think he had a 60-point again like when he was like came back recently um, against this team. So I love this spot for Kawhi. Um, what are your thoughts on the Clippers? Yeah, I, I like the Kawhi call. He's been playing a ton of minutes recently, has seen 40 minutes in, in several spots in the past couple of weeks. Um, so massive upside. Dallas is a team that we think of as really solid defensively, but I don't know that that's necessary anymore um, with Kyrie on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Finney Smith is one of the best perimeter defenders in in the entire league. So um, he's a a big time loss. Um, I I don't hate this matchup. Dallas does still play slow. Maybe they're a little bit faster with Kyrie running it instead of Luca. We'll have to see how that plays out. But like the, the Kawhi call, he's just been playing so well lately. Um, I certainly don't mind some shots on him. Paul George is no longer underpriced. He was a thousand cheaper just a week ago or so. Um, I think it now at 9,200, Kawhi has more upside. I'd, I'd rather just play Kawhi. Um, maybe Zubach. Like Powell's not a guy I, I fear on the other side. Christian Wood, if he plays some five, like a, a decent decent uh, matchup for Zubach. That's probably about it on on the Clippers. Um, Kawhi Zubach's a little bit. All right, we finish it out with Golden State at Portland. 234.5 total here. The Trailblazers, a three and a half point favorite on the Golden State side. Curry is out on the Portland side. Nurkic is out. Winslow is out. And Johnson is questionable. We'll go Golden State first. We saw Clay Thompson the other night just absolutely shred the Thunder. Uh, 42 actual points, 12 for 16 from three point line. Like, just shred, just shred the thunder. Um, who's not to say that he can't do it again? It's more of the shot attempts. We, we've talked about it for years, I feel like. When when Curry's off the floor, we see Clay shoot more. 7,900 is a huge bump. He's just going to score. So I'm worried about Thompson's upside. He's not a guy that will get assists. 
He doesn't play defense. So can he, I think realistically think you need him to put up 40 actual points again. And like he had a massive ceiling game the other night. So as much as I like clay, I I just, I don't think I can pay 7,900 for him in this spot. Yeah. Big bump in price. So it, it is really tough. You do need him to score a bunch. Um, he can certainly do it again. Like he's going to take plenty of shots. I think there's definitely 20 shots coming from him. Um, just paying off 7,900 is a lot tougher than paying off 7,000. So you, you pretty ne- much need him to sc- score 35, 40 points. Um, could happen. I probably don't target it a ton. Uh, I prefer pool for 800 cheaper. Yep. He got a big price bump as well, but he's going to do everything. Like he's going to handle the ball a ton. He does get those assists. We saw 12 from him in the last game quarter. He was aided by, by clay shooting the lights out on some of those, but he definitely has like 10 assist upside here. Um, and he should play 30 plus minutes as long as the game is close. Like they were blowing him out. He finished at 29 minutes in that last game, but he could certainly play 35, 36 if this is a competitive game. So Jordan Poole still very underpriced. Draymond Green's been playing surprisingly well. Um, he, he's just a guy that fills the stack. 6500 I think, is a fair price. Um, no Nurkic on the other side, so plenty of rebounds available for Green, I think. Um, Eubanks and Watford just not going to put up the same same fight on the glass that Nurkic does. So don't mind Green at, at 6500 Wiggins, DiVincenzo, Looney, like – kind of just all priced where they should be. Um, I think that they're they're in play, but I'm certainly not actively targeting any of them. Yeah, I think for me on the Golden State side, it's Draymond and Pool. I like the Pool yeah. call. $800 cheaper, going to do more, going to score still. Um, I just, I mean, I just worry about Clay. Like, he's someone I, I think you could, you know, take shots on his point prop, depending on what it comes in at. Uh, but I think that, Overall, it's just really tough to get a lot of exposure to him at this price point because you really need him to score 40 actual points for him to get there. On the Portland side of things, I mean, I just patiently keep waiting for, you know, Dame to have like this monster game. Um, It's been tough for him to have that like monster game here recently. It feels like Simons is back up to 6,800 now. Grant... Like, I just, I don't know if I can play him. Like, Portland is just one of those teams where they're really tough to play anybody from. Like, Eubanks is going to play minutes with Nurkic out, but Wofford's going to play minutes too. I just, Portland, kind of a fade team for me outside of Dame. Yeah, I have a little interest in him still. Um, Dame at, at 10-7, like, he's, he's certainly a guy that can score 40 actual points also. Um down game last time against Milwaukee. Really tough matchup there, though. Um, Golden State plays super fast. So uh, one of Portland's biggest issues is they play so slow. But Golden State should push that issue uh, here in this matchup. So I, I think Dame does have plenty of upside here, even at 10-7. Kind of agree on Simons and Grant, just a little bit overpriced. Um, Simons just doesn't get near as many looks when Dame's on the court. The, the bigs, though, Eubanks, like we've been chasing this guy for two weeks. It feels like Um, he's playing like mid twenties minutes really would like to see him play a a few more minutes. Um, A part of that has been foul trouble. And part of that has just been not, not being very productive while he's out there. I don't mind this matchup here against golden state though. So I think I take go back to some shots on Eubanks. um, As like, I think he comes in fairly low owned in this spot. If he's super popular, then I wouldn't mind, the pivot to Watford, like we we've seen Eubanks get in tr- in foul trouble and Watford play play the minutes when they end up sitting Eubanks. So I I think they're still both in play. It hasn't been a fun ride. Well, Nurkic has been out, but I think there is still upside there. So the big men and Dame are are my targets here. Is it crazy if I'm like thinking of the matchup like with Looney and saying like Watford is the better matchup, so he plays more minutes in this game and play more Watford than Eubanks. Um, I don't think that's crazy. I think point per point per minute. I think Watford has a higher ceiling than Eubanks too. Um, so I mean, if Watford does get the minutes, like he if he plays twenty five minutes in this game at thirty eight hundred, he's one of the best value plays on the slate. Yep. 
He's played over 20 minutes in four of the last five games. Can we get that 25-type minute game? I mean, I think that Watford's somewhat interesting here uh, for large field tournaments. Agree. Completely. All right, morning yeah. grind game, and then we'll get out of here for this Wednesday. Favorite play, under 5K to go 7X. Who do you got today, Keith? I'm going right back to Jaden Hardy. Uh, 4,200, a little bit of a price bump, tougher matchup against the Clippers. But I mean, we've seen like these guys who score a ton in the G League, it does somewhat translate. Like they still have skills. We've seen what Cam Thomas did. Jaden Hardy is a guy that we thought could do like similar things scoring the basketball. And and he showed us that in the last game. So I think there's still 22-ish, 24-ish minutes available for him in this game. Um, Don't mind him at all. I don't love this, but I'm going to go Reggie Bullock at 4,600. The minutes are just, with DFS gone, the minutes are just there for Bullock. He's just he got more shot attempts. Like, he had double-digit shot attempts. He's only done that two times in the last 10 games. Um, so both of them were against Utah, for what it's worth. But I think, like, Bullock is someone that is someone that can add, like, ceiling defensively, too. So I'll go Reggie Bullock here. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to go Kyrie Irving. He might absolutely smash in this spot and throw <laughs> up 30 shots. Um, it could really backfire, but new situation, not a ton of chemistry here. Um, I'm going to go Kyrie. 10-6 against the Clippers. Tough spot. I like it. Who do you got, chat, YouTube? Who do you guys have for your bus today? My bus today, I'm going to go Halliburton against Miami in Miami, um, averaging 44 fantasy points against this team this season. So I'm playing the odds here a little bit, but I think he's someone that's solid. It's just a really, really tough matchup for Halliburton. So I'm going to take the under on him today. Favorite 6X play today. Who do you got? I'm going to go Jimmy Butler. Love the matchup against Indiana. Like the price against, like the price at 8,100. Uh, no Kyle Lowry should handle the ball a little bit more than usual. Give him a uh, triple-double upside here in this matchup. Love Jimmy Butler. I like it. I'm going Jalen Green for Houston. I think this is the same guy I said the other night. Same exact matchup. Um, love this spot for Jalen Green. Going back to the well here. I mean, 20, 21 shot attempts against Sacramento the other night. 11 three-point attempts. Sacramento for years have struggled against the three-point line. Uh, love Jalen Green. His usage is going to continue to be really high with Kevin Porter Jr. off the floor. Let's get weird. GPP play of the day. Who do you got? I like Trenton Watford. Um, we talked about Eubanks possibly getting in. See, into- this is why I don't talk about my guys. <laughs> <laughs> he's this on my sheet i don't <laughs> uh, no i'm just kidding I, i'm gonna have to start sending you my sheet before the the show so you know that i'm not no, stealing your takes mid-show that's no i i love it listen i like for the listener's sake too i like when we are on the same page on like a, a really like interesting tournament play but you know give your thoughts i just got done giving mine so you can give your full thoughts on watford yeah i mean i don't think eubanks will be that popular because he's failed multiple times but I, I think that Watford will be even less popular. Um, and like we've just talked about how he gets there. Eubanks gets into foul trouble. Um, you made some great points about the matchup against Looney, just a bigger body. Watford, an, an athletic, kind of smaller big. I think he he fits really well in this matchup. So um, if he can get a little bit of extra run, 24 minutes is totally fine at 3,800. Very much in play. I like it. Listen, there. I had a backup. I came prepared. <laughs> I had a backup. James Harden, 9,800. Nobody's playing James Harden today, especially if Embiid plays. Absolutely love this matchup. It's a tough matchup. On paper, it's one of the toughest matchups in the NBA. Boston is a really tough defensive team. It's a tough matchup. Marcus Smart being out obviously helps a little bit, but like no one's playing James Harden today, and he's someone that has like 70-plus point upside on any given slate, and especially if Embiid plays... I love this spot for Harden. I just I think he's a fantastic tournament pivot. You took my Watford play. I love the Watford call. Um, we're on the same page there. I think it's just even if that game goes small and like Draymond plays some five, Watford can play the five against Draymond too because of his abilities. So I just I'm with you 100 on Watford. All right, uh, any bets standing out to you here at night before? There were a, not a, a ton of lines out, so not as much to choose from, um, despite the nine-game slate. Um, the one I have here, like Sacramento, minus seven and a half. They just beat Houston by 20. 
they're they're a much better team with Sabonis and Fox both healthy. I think they win by more than seven and a half again. Give me Sacramento minus seven and a half. I'm gonna let's do a little parlay. We're gonna do a little parlay. Same, you know, little little parlay. I'm gonna go over 241. This line is moving places. You if you're listening right now, right now, you can get Kings minus seven and a half and the over in this game on a few books still. So go jump on that. 241. Kings minus seven and a half, like he said. Um I mean, I love this game today. And it's not just yeah. because it just went for 260. That obviously helps to know that like the upside's there. But the pace of this game is just going to be phenomenal. And the defense of this game is just going to be absent. So it's everything that you want in a in a high-scoring game. You know, Houston, 28th in defensive rating. Sacramento, 23rd. The Kings, the second-best team in the NBA in offensive rating. They are very good at scoring the basketball. Love this spot today. I'm going to take the over, pair it with Keith's uh, minus seven and a half call. I do think the Kings win by more than a seven and a half. I'm with you on that. That is going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some football and some hoops. Hopefully everyone come hang out and uh, we'll have some fun on the final NFL show of 2022-2023 season. Hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow. Good luck. We'll see you then.